welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back, my loves, for the final episode of Arcane in Season 1, The Monster You Created. I gave the episode a 9.7 out of 10. I enjoyed the last episode a lot more. I think things kind of predictably played out in this episode, with the exception of Jinx blowing up the council like is everyone dead are we not going to see any of these characters again did victor have to be in the same room (laughs) um but no like what does this mean for mel jace i thought they were much bigger characters it's not to say everyone i mean it's a rocket launcher with a gemstone and we've seen how it's destroyed one building so yeah uh i know there's a season two i just don't know now who's gonna be in it with the exception of caitlin jinx by and anyone who was in the undercity at the time of the attack so we know from last episode that jinx had kidnapped caitlin still not over the fact that she could just be a, a huge criminal and get her ass walk her ass over into piltover Jace, after the raid, of course, is like, oh, no, I see it with my own eyes. It's a kid. And I would think you would listen to the person that understands this uh, this reality more than he does, because I thought his whole reaction was rather um, was rather nonplussed. Oh, I didn't know it could be like this and children. She's like, yeah, no, he made his own choice. Trust me, he did. And I was being even more um, kinder last episode. Like they're kind of pulled into this, but she understands that, yeah, no, um, growing up in this world makes you a different type of person. There is no, you're looking at a kid, but that is not a kid. But of course he doesn't listen to her. And he wants to find a diplomatic solution and even offers to broker peace with Silco. Vi is understandably not pleased by this. Stop being a fucking pussy and start being an asshole. And why wouldn't she be? You're naive. You're like, oh, I take out one shimmer factory and I'm already ready to give up. So she decides that she's going to take these Hextech uh, gloves and go finish handle business herself. He's like, I can't let you leave. And it looks like, like, I love the fact that enforcers were looking back and forth. Like, I thought we was on the same side. Are we not on the same side again? Do I not want to see what's about to go down? Because what's about to go down is Jace gets his ass beat. You can't fuck with Queen decides to go ahead and let her keep the tech and tells her look you can't do this alone and then he decides that he is going to broker the peace meets up with silko silko has a bit of a issue with the guy that he let live i will say this surprised me in a in a pleasant surprise way right because i think savika proves that when you're down for someone when you are loyal you're loyal even if you question them even if you're not down with their decisions sometimes you still like that that idea of loyalty means something to you he thinks that he's getting through to her because the one lady she's upset about her son being killed he's not doing anything about it he keeps saying jinx is gonna handle it and here's the thing jinx is causing all of this issue and you know they're not wrong to say dude you're you're fucking up you're fucking all of us up but he's committed to his uh to his path and so when they all show up he's like look you could be angry all you want but loyalty like you're trying to kill me that is something that cannot be replaced but I also feel as if Savika was sending a slight message to him. You know, he she ends up killing the one guy with her sword, which was pretty damn awesome. And then he lets the other lady live. Like, I usually would kill your son for this, but you're, he's already dead. Just fucked up to say. But 
she tells him, look, uh, I wasn't going to turn on you for a weasel like that. I thought they were hinting at someone bigger operating last episode, but apparently not. Savika then um, tells him that there's going to be more offers, though. And I think that's why she made sure that that cut was a little close to his glass. Like, I could have easily done it to you. Then she gets into another fight with Vi. I knew as soon as they were back at Vander's bar, I knew the minute he turned in with the, the coin in the jukebox, it was about to go down. it out once again uh vi comes on top once again and i love that vander continues to be an inspiration to her even when she's at her lowest and i know she says she thought about getting back to her sister every single day but i think when it boils down to it it's about fathers and their daughters about that that influence being superior in their lives versus their sibling relationship so she you know at her lowest thinks about vander and he's like I, I wish i could tell you this gets easier but it doesn't but she still needs you they still need you the people of the undercity like you are more than your than yourself like you have been raised up to to be a force to be um the heart of the undercity wanting to do better like echo and she gets up and and finishes her completely she doesn't kill her though and i'm surprised by that because we see savika at the end and she's you know got the, the the lighter and and um what's his office what's his name's office uh silko's office and i think maybe that's what silko promised her like if you stay loyal to me you take over you ain't have to work for somebody else you get to take this seat and i think that's exactly what she's gonna do but i think she's gonna have problems when she runs into jinx because they two definitely don't get along and jinx is too unstable for anyone to actually follow her the minute you start making tea parties <laughs> or alice in wonderland uh type of meals that's when you know you're not meant to actually organize some shit but i'm glad to see that savika made it out because i think she's a pretty awesome character even being on the other side of the coin she she's loyal and she gets shit done and she seems to be talented as far as she makes her own damn weapons and she's equipped at taking the uh, the shimmer, but she also has, I, I think it's interesting how that plays into the fact that she was hit with one of those gemstone bombs and you can see the blue still in her skin. I wonder if that's anything relevant. Uh, I guess finishing up with the Jinx storyline, because that's pretty much the chunk of it. I mean, you have a, a brief moment of, because uh, I want to save the Victor Sky thing, because that's the only thing I have theories on for last. Uh, but yeah, he wants to broker peace. At first, the council is not trying to hear that, but he tells them, look, I don't give a shit about what any of y'all feel about me. Because I'm done playing your game. I, Jace really isn't ready. And I feel as if they really were wanting to live in a naive dream. But even their naive dream, because they're like, yeah, they're right to not trust us yet, this, that, and the other thing. But I, I truly appreciate Jace taking responsibility. But he really isn't responsible <laughs> for what has gone on in the undercity that's corruption 
and it's been at the core of these people and then leaving them for their own independence to allow someone to to rot away i mean that's not the solution either why would you give silko all of the power even if he is the one in matter of fact he's not even the one that's going to be placed in jail so i mean if you would take more than a brief tour and stop being so easily led by every little event that happens in your life and start do, making informed decisions, you would know that leaving them out to dry and let them destroy their own selves is not a solution either because you leave a lot of innocence. And that's what Heimendinger discovered this episode. Might as well incorporate, I'm all over the place. But he, he uh, ends up taking Echo the the true person doing god's work out there to his hideout and he's he's surprised that his ingenuity came up with so much inspiration to give people not only uh, a life but a reason to live and it looks like they're gonna team up in the future to try to make you know this place a safe place and grow it and it be truly what zon represents versus what it really represents right now and because that was so brief, I thought it was nice to tie those in together. So back to the Savika uh, fight. Maybe she would have killed her if Jinx wasn't there. Because she was like, good job, sister. Knocks her out and takes her hostage. She wakes up. She's at a table with the makeshift Clagger and Milo. She's got her bunny there. She's got Silco tied up because she ended up knocking him out. Because she was on the opposite side of Vander's statue. And upon hearing him talk to Vander about his conundrum, she thought that he was going to give her up. Even I knew that wasn't the case because his last parting statement to Vander was, now I understand um, the love of a daughter that can basically be the undoing of you. And that's pretty much what informed both of their past like because of my love of my daughter i'm going to choose something i'm giving up the dream that i most desired in favor of of not being able to let her go and the same thing with vander he's like yeah i, I gotta give up this dream with you of other destruction because i have things that i love now that I, I, I'm not willing to risk losing. So I thought that was a nice uh, storytelling arc that he would come full circle, but in a different way. They're, they're both brothers, but not brothers that <laughs> had adopted daughters that they loved more than anything else in the world. And it, it, it informed all of their decisions after the fact. And he wants Jinx because that's what he made that's what he created uh, for all of the, the worst reasons. And that's really sad because he basically tossed all of his own trauma and his own feelings of abandonment onto her because I don't care what the fuck Powder says and what Vi says, she didn't abandon her. <laughs> she really didn't. Even in that moment, if she believed she did, but she didn't. And I just, I can't stand for that argument because it's just not true. However, Jinx is ready to, to let things go. Like, where should I sit? In the chair that says Jinx or the chair that says Powder? Because I want us to start over. I want us to have our relationship. And even though you left, you were always still here. You were always a part of me, always encouraging me. And you created me, so to speak. And I'm like, ah, no, you created your own monster. <laughs> and so did Silco because he had that crazy ass singe do God only knows to you with shimmer and has warped your whole mind. Not to mention Silco baptized your ass in toxic brain damage. So I, I don't, I, I <laughs> yeah. Silco feels very proud of himself in the end because she has a bit of a traumatic breakdown when both Vi and Silco are appealing to her uh, 
Caitlyn ends up showing up to the party or being wheeled into the party. At first, I thought the same thing. When she's like, so I played a visit to your friend. And she brings out a platter. <laughs> she said, I made a snack out of for her or something to that effect. And she totally and utterly thought that her head was underneath there and i thought so too she's like i'm not that crazy okay 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 caitlin ends up getting out of her ropes puts a gun on jinx tells her look <laughs> and i felt bad for everyone involved for the most part because here goes jinx once again escaping justice because caitlin could have easily killed her and she didn't and she ended up getting hurt because of her feelings for vi vi is like shit <laughs> and silko decides that this is the time to kill vi now she did point up point out like he lied he was gonna give me up but the minute he can appeal to her she's putty back in his hands it really is a case of uh stockholm syndrome and it's sad to see uh and then she instinctively protects her sister from being killed but she ends up killing silko and uh that pretty much solidifies like i kill everyone that i love and she ends up just deciding to devolve into jinx she sits in the chair she takes the the gemstone and the rocket launcher and she sends it towards the council just as they are voting unanimously to allow Zon independence that's not gonna happen and now hexcore is gonna be all of the weapons for the future because <laughs> no one's gonna forget like 9 11 everybody's gonna get very very pissed off about this terrorist attack by jinx once again I think Jace has to live because he's the, the person that could develop it. Jace or Victor. I bet you they both because Victor is kind of already connected to the Hex Core. I think more than he understands because he took like a whole dose of that. I think that it's possible that Jace survives but Mel ends up dying which would be the catalyst because she ended up taking off her ring very very uh noticeably to say i'm rejecting my my what i've always wanted which is acceptance into my family because she had a conversation earlier with her mom who constantly is getting pampered and she tells her look i, I sent you away i banished you because you made me look weak because i had to look in your eyeballs and see you judging me and i was affected by that look so i needed to do what i needed to do and not have you making me look weak and also we're in trouble we need the hex core <laughs> to make weapons because the person that defeated your brother is not only stronger is not done with what he intends to do so we're in trouble and i'm guessing this is noxus the kingdom so are we gonna go there next season i don't know but i have a feeling we're gonna learn more about it ultimately she wants her daughter to take her side back home and to use hexcore and jace as the weapons they need but in the end she decides not to do that and it looks as if mama was away so i could definitely see especially how she was influencing jace in the last episode uh her influencing him to weaponize hexcore now that mel is no longer around to stop that from occurring or mel ends up surviving and she realizes that her mama was right but i have a feeling she might die <laughs> someone's gotta die in that room that we actually care about and there's there's only three so the last thing we have to talk about is victor and sky He's still upset. He's crying about what has happened. He has her glasses. Um, everything you do inspires me. That's so sad still. And then he sees um, that she's also been working very hard, inspired by him, 
to try to do her part to help we don't know we didn't read everything she had to offer so something tells me that her work is going to be important for victor going forward regards to the hex core he ends up scraping up her ashes and he says he's sorry he didn't know where she wanted to be you know laid to rest so he ends up uh, dumping her ashes into the river below and then he considers just stepping off himself and he's interrupted by jace who really didn't seem to <laughs> did he notice his friends was about to commit suicide or he's more like i've been there but i like this conversation where they're both like yeah we kind of stepped away from what we were trying to do and diverged on our paths and i think that's also what's gonna cause issues in the future between them because because in this moment victor's like we need to destroy it and he's like yeah the weapon no a hex core it's got to go uh i tried to do it and we saw him try to do it himself but it felt as if the hex core was talking it keeps making these thrilling trilling sounds and they're focusing on it for a reason the only thing i can think of is sky is somehow her consciousness is in there of course i could be totally wrong about this but the actor kimberly brooks is kind of a a very popular voice actor so i'm kind of just spitballing this <laughs> this theory but she does tend to do a lot of voice role and i can see her very much being an inspiration because right now he has he just want nothing to do with tax uh with hack score anymore he's like nope get rid of it destroy it it's gonna cause nothing but pain but of course things are gonna change and he still has her notebook so because he still has her notebook and that um that she had all of that um material in there that we don't know <laughs> could have led to somewhere that might actually help him uh, f uh complete the hex core that would be really awesome because uh, she's that was the last thing she wanted to present to him and i can see that being an inspiration and if she's the one that's inspiring him to do that or he still has that connection and he no longer feels that guilt that would be a good way to to kind of buoyance their origin story and we know that victor has been closer to technology than he has been the people so this kind of would be rather <laughs> poetic in a sense that his ultimate the one person in life he, he really could have had this strong relationship with is someone that he has uh, that becomes part of his work so that's my theory with the whole sky thing um mainly because i don't i just can't figure why they would or let me just back that up there were a lot of things in this last act that they introduced in the last second or so or the last you know moments that felt as if they were meant to lead to other moments and this is one of those um we also saw singe's ass still alive uh he also mentioned he had a daughter last episode that's interesting yeah it's like little nuggets like that tells me that some of these um outer rim characters are the ones they actually want to focus on going forward uh with the with the main three that we've all or the other main characters we've already been seeing god damn she got a lot of voice uh <laughs> i'm still on kimberly brooks page i'm like jesus christ she voiced a lot of voices so overall a really strong season uh i can't wait for season two to come out that's probably gonna be a long fucking time uh, i haven't looked at much of any spoilers so other than the the few things i talked about on the podcast that's all i know about the show uh so i'm gonna be curious on uh how they bring this back and if we're gonna get more of this particular world we do have feedback from mimi who had already watched the season but wanted to give her final thoughts once i had finished so let's hear what uh, her impressions were. 
Christina. It's Mimi. This is my feedback for the series uh, Arcane. This is the season finale. As you know, Derek and I binged it, so we watched all of it, and I didn't get to do a week by week. Um, he is actually going to be my co-star because he insists on being around this for this podcast. So I apologize in advance for anything that may be weird that comes out of his mouth. And he's giving me the sad face, but you know how kids are. So I feel like I owe you that. I told him he could be there because why not? This is a show that's actually appropriate for him. He even asked me what your podcast was. He's going to download it. And I was like, oh, it's not appropriate. But he can be around for this one because it's not too much. And he told me I can't have I can't curse. So we're going to try and see how that goes. Um, we're going to go character by character. Derek and I have difference of opinions on each character. Um, sometimes. Um, but I'll, I'll just say my piece. And I think he says he's just going to chime in. So first, I want to talk about Victor. I know that you like Victor. I don't know what the end game for Victor is going to be, but I do know that I feel like I'm getting like kind of villain vibes from him. I don't think he's going to turn into a villain intentionally. It might even be an anti-hero, but I don't think he's going to be what I wanted him to be. Um, I think him messing with that hex tech is going to somehow mess up his 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 mindset i don't know if the machine is going to take over his brain and just be like his he's going to be a puppet or if it's gonna if it's gonna um what's the word i'm looking for it's gonna help him to be more i guess strong and it's gonna if it's gonna influence his behavior somehow i'm not sure but i have like question mark next to his um name as villain because I, I just I get this strong vibe like I, the same way I felt about Powder who is now Jinx I feel that way about Victor um Derek is obsessed with him and the fact that he disintegrated that girl Derek after a lot of thought I actually think my mom is right okay you heard it there <laughs> he thinks I'm right but the whole time I'm thinking about, we're talking about like, we're like, you know, giving each other ideas, talking out loud because I was writing notes. And he's like, he was so obsessed with that hashtag that he didn't even notice he disintegrated the girl. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> wasn't even thinking about her. But Derek is pretty shook about it. Um, the next group we're going to talk about is um, we'll talk about Silco and jinx because there was a, a a moment when i when i realized there was a, like a parallel between silco and jinx and vander and Vi because their vander love like it like not i'm not saying that he didn't love all of the kids the same but it was clear that Vi was his favorite and it could have been because he saw himself in her like she was even the one that took his old like like metal superior robotic gloves and was fighting everybody she she wasn't even the biggest but she was the toughest and she was like vander and i feel like that was probably part of the issue which made silco seem so so much more of a better father figure to jinx because she probably subconsciously felt like xander vander didn't care for her the same way he cared for Vi which who knows I guess we'll we'll never really know um and I know <laughs> at the beginning of the relationship when Jinx when she went from being powder to Jinx I really honestly felt uncomfortable whenever she was like sitting on Xander's not Xander sitting on uh Silco. Silco's lap and <laughs> like putting that crap in his eye I don't know just it what did you call it, Derek? What did, what kind of vibes did you get? Sugar daddy vibes. It was very uncomfortable for me. But I will honestly say that last scene right before he died and he was like, I wouldn't have never given you up. I honestly believed him. Like he looked legit, really honestly, truly like he was like, you, you are my daughter. And I, no matter what, I wouldn't have never, I would have never chose 
anybody over you and I really felt that and it made me sad because it's like oh crap <laughs> and um Jinx definitely picked uh Vi over over Silco but I don't feel like Vi picked her over Caitlyn it was actually pretty annoying like this is one of the reasons because Vi was my favorite character at the beginning and then somewhere in the middle I will say it probably started when she slapped Jinx nope we'll back it up it started when she told Jinx to stay back I'm gonna go get Vander and I'm like yeah she's not gonna stay what the fuck I don't know why it bothered me and it just it just it stuck with me but I can't remember the exact scene I don't know if they were on a bridge I can't remember what it was but Vi kept saying I can't I can't leave I can't leave powder not again I gotta be there for her blah 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 and she's like no matter what I gotta I gotta be there for powder and then something happens where Caitlyn is all of a sudden in danger and not even really seriously in danger I think something was falling I don't know but instead of going to save powder or jinx I guess she helps Caitlyn it's like, so what was all this crap about you? You you've known Caitlyn for five minutes. What the fuck? Like, I I just I I know Christina that you really like Vi and you like Caitlyn, and I don't have a problem with Caitlyn, not at all. But Vi it bothers me because it just seems like you keep saying so, one thing, but then you're doing the absolute opposite, and it's so f annoying to me. It's like if you want to protect powder just protect her and then the scene where she was like um when jinx was like you you want if you want powder back here's what you got to do like kill caitlin i understand her not wanting to kill caitlin but to me her reasoning should have been known like yes you have feelings for her but that's neither here nor there like i wanted her to say look i get what you want we can leave it could just be us we can go leave this place and go do whatever we don't we don't need them it could just be me and you but I am not gonna kill anybody because I don't want to be that person that's not who I am I don't want to become a murderer I don't want to be a killer I don't want to put that on myself and I don't want I don't want you to force me to change I, I don't want to change you let's just be us and leave like that's what she should have said but her saying no i'm not gonna kill her all that all you're doing is allowing jinx to think that you don't love me you don't want to choose me once again you're rejecting me and the girl's already cuckoo for cocoa puffs so she really didn't need much reason to make anybody think she was any more crazy so like i said i i don't like bye and I'm really disappointed that I feel that way but no matter how much I listen to your opinion and you know your insight on Vi I still am not a fan like she I blame her Jinx is her fault <laughs> Jinx been a hot ass mess since birth apparently some kids just aren't meant to be like you need you you need a fighter in a group but you also need brains you also need someone who like instead of fighting there they they might run like you might have the best you might know the best spots to run that's your job you're not a fighter i don't need you to come with us every time we're going to do something you could be the lookout shoot you can make sure vander don't know what we're doing you could be the distraction why she felt like she had to bring powder everywhere even though she kept messing stuff up it's beyond me but then when we really get down to the nitty-gritty and we get down to the real core of like this is this is it because the thing that i don't understand why Vi is pretending like she was like i'll come find you what if you die <laughs> you could be dead you're never gonna find me if you're dead like i don't understand why that that wasn't a like even a, a thought to her that you stay here i don't want you to get hurt and i understand you don't want to lose your sister but she don't want to lose you either i would rather go with you and us both die or at least me see you die than me sitting here in this bunker with no one everybody i know all of my brothers my dad's gone you're gone and i'm just gonna be sitting here 
and waiting for hoping and praying somebody come back girl please I get on my nerve um yeah talked about Silco uh and then oh Echo because Echo was my Derek has (laughs) Derek and I differ in our love of Echo but in my opinion Derek's reason for not liking him is trash but I'll let him tell you that I I loved that look I keep calling this man the wrong name Hyman Dinger and Echo linked up because Echo was one of those unsung heroes because he was when he he was a kid him and Powder same age when they had that little showdown on the bridge loved every second of it and I knew my mans wasn't dead I just knew I was like a powder or I keep calling her powder if jinx is made it there's no reason why my my boy echo should be dead but let me tell you why I love him so much because not only did he like he was the same age as powder and he lost his his daddy figure too and it looked like that um shimmer was taking over it was like cracked out everybody all the adults it's like either you either you're a crack either you're cracked out on the shimmer or you're you're a person help distributing it but he found his own little little niche now i don't not saying he wasn't doing something that was (laughs) savory i feel like like they were robbing places so they weren't doing great things but you know his reasoning for robbing people were pretty pretty noble but he built that uh, he built that underground thing he created those like hoverboards and I feel like him with Heimendinger even though let me just get this out of the way Heimendinger got on my nerve because he act like time is the same for everybody I understand to you 50 years don't feel like nothing because you 480 something years old but for most people 50 years is a good amount of time and that's pretty much all of your your good years you got you you know in in 50 years i'm gonna be almost 90 (laughs) i don't i don't want to think about 50 years from now that's a long time to me but to him time is is irrelevant because it moves slowly he still looked like a daggone curly little puppy so who knows how long that man lived so i do think him being around the underground and the youth underground at that is going to be very beneficial for echo because the man's smart and he's seen a lot and he knows a lot and I think that that's going to benefit the underground and I think Heimendinger is going to going to be in a position to where now he's with people who actually truly need him and respect him so it's going to make him want to stay so I'm really looking forward to that duo but let me let me I'm gonna let Derek tell you why he does not like Echo okay so I agree with mom but He's not my favorite character because of these reasons. All of his development happened off screen. Everything that he did was off screen. And then when we finally saw him, what did he do? He fought Powder. And then after that, he met Heimendinger. Then we don't see him again, ever. And he's just robbing people all of before that. So that's my reasoning. Yeah, Derek says he doesn't like it when a, a character's development is off screen and I was like granted I don't like that either but sometimes that's all we got like I you know I I would have preferred to see what was going on with Echo and and not Caitlyn or the what well, I can't remember remember that that Madarda yeah because Derek and I both agree she I mean I wanted to I wanted to like her a lot because she is a beautiful black queen like myself but she could have not been there and I wouldn't have noticed her relationship with Jace was kind of dry like I feel like she was just using him and maybe she does care about him or maybe she's using him just for a little plaything. because we see what her mom is like (laughs) so and her mom unnerved the heck out of me Derek (laughs) thinks that her mom was like what did you say about her mom what what was the character she was the best character development for Moderna (laughs) No, I said, no, that was her, her only defining trait was her mom and how weird she was. (laughs) Her mom was very peculiar and that whole like manservant thing gagged me with a spoon, like, (laughs) so gross. I left the room when that happened. (laughs) Yeah, I was very, very uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to like Jace. Um, I am Uh, still interested in Jace with like, cause the whole like, 
thing that got him into the magic in the first place that magician that saved his his mom like are we ever gonna find out about those people will you stop Derek what are you doing oh god i'm not i'm not stopping and i'm not editing that out you just y'all just gonna hear it i didn't forget what i was talking about because someone over here making extra unnecessary noises um oh yeah i just i like i want to know about the people that with the magic like i know he created the hex tech but that's not what that that i mean i'm just gonna call him a magician i don't know what they were but that's not the kind of magic he saw like that person was like doing i don't know spells ruins or whatever i'm pretty sure the magic is called the arcane i don't know what they're called the arcane magicians i i don't know um but i think uh hold let me pause and make sure i didn't miss anything oh the other thing i I remember i was talking about because the no it's not (sighs) anyway the other thing i was talking about was you know the character development because there was so many times when i felt like certain things were unnecessary like i the one you know the silco like power surge well oh, that's not the right word the power struggle between the him and like the underground people i mean i guess that was important but i would have preferred to see what was going on with echo and then we got such a tiny little glimpse of that underground family like area like how, how have they been surviving down there well how did they create it if echo was a kid back then were there no adults like we saw that one guy who kind of looked like a werewolf um and he but he looked he was probably like either a teenager in his late teens or in his early 20s but like where are the adults are they all the all the adults hooked on shimmer like what's happening i don't know that this is some of the stuff i want to want to know about in season two. Oh, and let's not forget what jinx did because i'm pretty sure she blew up all of the top side um, I don't know what's going to happen with G- uh, Jace and all of the fellow folks that were up there, but um, I don't think it's going to be pretty. So I I did love this this um, this show. It was really good. I don't think I, if Derek wouldn't have ever brought it up, I don't think I've ever would have seen it because I, I'm not into cartoon illustration for the most part. Not saying I'm not. I don't want to watch him. I just not something that I immediately am intrigued in. And I had never even heard of Arcane. And I don't really watch previews before that or trailers. So I don't really know. So it was really good. The music freaking bomb. The um, cinematography. Oh, and everything about this was really good. And I don't know. Derek, how long did you say it's supposed to take for us to get the next season? Two years? supposed to take one to three years one to ish. three years ish because it's all these different types of animation but uh, i'm here for it so um i'm gonna go ahead and end it here because this is really long already and i feel like between all of Derek's extra noises and my uh forgetting words i've taken up enough of your time so um i'll end it here until next time love peace hair grease black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out Derek out. Say Derek out. Derek out. You know they can't see you piecing. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) That was Mimi and Derek with his thoughts on. (laughs) Y'all have me cracking up. He talks so damn proper. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. He sounds just like my daughter. Talking on the phone like, um, you pronounce all of your nouns and that's how it should be. Anyhow, (laughs) y'all were hilarious. Um, My notes, here we go. So you and Victor, uh, where we left him, I think he could go into a dark place, but I think that he has just as much potential right now as Jace becoming a villain. So I'm not push or pull one way or the other. And I think the idea of the villain is going to be a matter of perception depends on which side you are on uh who's making the most sense um where we leave it it feels as if he was trying to or he had come to the realization or both of them did that okay well we created you know we were idealists we were trying to do something with this technology we haven't even accomplished what we wanted to accomplish and here we are already 
uh, making weapons. And it didn't seem to take much in killing, you know, infatuated techs. So, yeah, we need to f not fucking do that anymore. But at the end, I think it changes everything. So it's, uh, it's open in the air, you know. Are you on the side of the underground or are you on the side of Piltover? And I can be on both sides for the most part because I understand, you know, protecting your city from terrorism, but also, um, and the fact that we did see them at the end, we knew that they were at least willing to take a step to avoid war. And yet it was the Undercity who, who enacted it. So I think that does change the dynamics a little bit. And Victor coming from that place and everyone else in Piltover not coming from that place. I think he also is going to have a similar story to Singe. You know, Jace is going to turn on him. <laughs> it's going to push him away. Uh, I think his, it could also, you know, lead to the sky research and maybe he finds inspiration there. It just depends on how we feel about the characters once they start developing more i'm not gonna blame jay i mean i think i can see it for both sides i blame jace for deciding okay there's a psychopath down in there who knows how to use our gemstones to create war and now that's what it is this is what's gonna be we're gonna be annihilating and that's ultimately what's gonna happen jay said like if we start making weapons i've seen what we're gonna do we're gonna fucking annihilate you guys you're not they only had that one fucking gemstone and other than shimmer that's going to be their only weapon of choice. So now that cycle or yeah, cycle that Silco began is going to continue even further under crime lords. We're not talking about good people here. So maybe Victor's going to probably end up on the side of that because he is closer to that origin and doesn't want to see his people destroyed. And, and I think they've given all the signs that Jace is going to see it the other way. That these people are you can't help them <laughs> and either i mean they both have problems right so that's kind of how i feel about the whole victor might be a villain thing i think it's definitely up there i still like his character even villains i can still appreciate them like kind of like what you were saying about silco his whole arc was the fact that the brother that he couldn't understand on his ultimate betrayal he ended up understanding at the end and and uh created this new a cycle that he's now allowed jinx to start and it's going to end up being van, another vander in vi to to be able to try to bridge that gap between the worlds i will say the relationship was still uncomfortable for me uh it's it's still not i don't i think it's a stockholm thing i didn't find <laughs> that scene at the end i guess that's sweet that he would never have given up on her he invested everything he had in her but he also did it in a very selfishly motivated way and he did it to someone who was already emotionally traumatically jeopardized and i know we're just gonna have to agree to disagree about vi um a, one of the arguments that you brought up with Echo is the exact argument I have for fucking powder. It's like he just witnessed his father die right before his eyes. And yet he didn't go out and do stupid shit in the name of emotional powder doesn't like I'm not of the opinion that kids should just listen to speak or shouldn't listen because, oh, well, you know what they're going to do. I could just have her with me. You could have just had her with you and look out and she still could have caused the fucking problem. She was trying to protect her in that moment, but Powder wanted to be a part of this gang. She's been trying the whole time. Um, and because you binged watched it, maybe those earlier scenes aren't as clear, but I recall her not really, like her sister wanting to come along. It wasn't so much of, oh, I'm bringing her along and I'm teaching her the ropes and I want her to follow in my footsteps. It was more like, yeah, of it's natural. And it would have been even worse if she said, no, you have to stay home. You can't go and hang out with us. That would cause resentment. She was always with, to me, with uh, Powder, She Vi was always stuck between a rock and a hard place. You was always going to have a problem with her because she was too 
far she some people just don't end up right they just don't yeah Vi could have uh, saved her in that one moment and maybe things could have been different maybe she hadn't stepped away maybe if she hadn't slapped her sister in the moment um I think that these are all human things I mean she's pretty much knocked her the fuck out several times <laughs> in their relationship I don't see those as the same type of erroneous behaviors because in all rationale I know you're saying that you know she was hoping her sister was alive she wanted to get back to her yes she could have been dead but she was hoping that she wasn't dead I don't think that that's too much of a, a hard stretch and I also think that she really the whole entire time wanted her sister to be focused on not being a fighter that wasn't something she was trying to force upon her her sister wanted her sister lived in powder lived in vice shadow and then she couldn't live outside of her shadow and thus she in the end uh chose to focus all of her rage on the one person that loved her and she loved the most because she was the only person that really got her or understood her or tried to right because you had clagger and you had the other one always teasing her always telling her exactly the truth you know she's she's not fucking good at this uh we don't need to bring her along and she wanted to give her a chance and even when she fucked up she sat her down and she tried to explain like okay everybody fucks up and she even said like you're good at this i remember those exact words like you're good at this thing that you're doing with the bombs and she encouraged her to keep trying you know maybe next time it'll work so i don't i don't feel i never got that indication that vi was trying to um mode her in her image i think growing up in the undercity kids just grow up quicker and vi was always just a little bit less successful and she felt inferior and i think that's where the insecurity starts and in, in jinx is that inferiority complex to her sister uh i know you're saying vander didn't wasn't as close to her maybe as he was to vi but there was an age gap there's a significant age gap it looked like between the two uh so i mean I, I i don't know if i could say he was the favorite but i think he definitely saw more of himself true in vi and i think he wanted to show her a different path so that she doesn't become what her sister has later become uh I know you disagree with how she handled this. I, I, the thing of it is, when someone asks you a batshit crazy thing to do, I don't care <laughs> if it's gonna make you feel better. I'm not killing Caitlyn. I don't need to give you the whole spiel. The fact that you're asking me, like, I need her to exist or not exist for no reason, none other than I don't like that someone else is in your life. I want them to be gone and then we can just be happy and you can have powder back but that's a lie too because powder was never powder powder was already gone in the jinx she found a, a someone to put it on and I feel like you're jumping in her bandwagon and that's fine you know maybe you empathize more with the jinx character maybe it's because I'm the eldest <laughs> that I understand that younger sister syndrome man um what it's like to be in that position where you're somehow responsible for someone else uh when your parents aren't really stepping into that role and how quickly they fucking turn on you <laughs> um as well so I, I maybe i just relate on that particular level but i don't think vi is not down for killing innocent peace she went in that factory she didn't give a shit about that dead boy she's like uh he chose his path 10 years old or not i don't think that that's a hang-up for her um i also don't I, I think that uh her insistent need to prove herself is what ultimately uh got powder in trouble but and then she killed her own family members and i think that that scarred her and i don't think 
I don't know and it's hard to say or even predict how much Vi could have changed that path after that because she still had that on herself Vi didn't do that to her um what do I mean by this exactly some kids aren't meant to be but yo know, yeah she did always bring up the fact that and I think that was their first big mission in the Piltover but just think about that mission they're doing stuff they're going around she realizes that this is a weapon and she decides to use this very unstable weapon I'm of the opinion that Jinx is a very empathetic character that uh that unfortunately was pushed down a round path but I don't I don't put that like if I had to put a percentage of where Vi uh it was influencing that path whatever she wants to say to the to the contrary it's about 10 percent and then yeah that's the kind of same thing with the, the defensive echo I kind of already brought that up he chose not to go into this life he chose not to be brought down by being abandoned because he was abandoned too he had nobody and he still chose a different path so that's kind of like the the thing it's like you, things can happen but you still there's still the opportunity for choices because you did have all those all that time before that was one decision one day versus 12 13 years of your life with someone if you chose to focus on that one moment instead of those 13 years then that's something within your own self that's making you choose that decision um but yeah he was just as young as his powder was lost just as much as she did and he did not go down that route um granted he didn't have silco there to basically emotionally manipulate her which is why i'm not i can't even see the silco powder relationship as anything familial even if they came around to the same idea and it all made sense because in a lot of ways he created that monster not by and if she really did give up on her sister then she wouldn't just let caitlin fucking put a bullet in her several times i think that you're getting not you're not as harsh on jinx's own actions she left her at the bridge and i also just watched it and I'm, i know what it's like to binge watch a show so when you were saying that she left her on the bridge uh and she turned back for her sister she didn't know that jinx was sitting up on the top of the ridge eavesdropping she watched her sister walk away she listened to her say the words i have to get my sister i know that she's working with with silco she already had a, a situation where she tried to kill caitlin for no reason uh then she tried to kill the firelight so you hear that she's you know echo has already told her what like look no this ain't this ain't uh, a victimized situation this is someone who's not a victim and she still said i'm gonna walk back into that city and i'm gonna try to find my sister even though silco's trying to kill me so you heard that and then she turned away because she heard someone else that she cared about in distress she didn't know her sister was there it wasn't until after marcus and his whole thing that jinx showed up and immediately started shooting didn't say hey didn't explain herself just started shooting at her i think at that point that you still was gonna go back to because that's why she left caitlin like i'm gonna go handle this my way i need to take down silco so maybe i can get back to my sister she never gave up on her um i i didn't read that she gave up. i mean i saw her every time turning back again and again and just because she didn't want to kill caitlin i don't think it wouldn't have mattered who it was i'm not killing this person just because you want them to die that it, i don't need to break that down to you why that's wrong you should already know that and that you don't tells me all i need to know on top of that caitlin puts a gun on her and she begs for caitlin to spare her life so i i don't i don't i don't know where 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 this hatred of i comes from <laughs> as i find all of her 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 actions fairly reasonable uh, in the context of the show but i mean like i said i think we're just gonna disagree i think you gave a good reasoning of why you feel that way i just i can't i don't see it that way now as far as echo robbing people i think maybe that's a miss misremembering and then i heard derek said the same thing he was robbing folks 
he wasn't robbing folks. He was taking down the Shimmer shipment that was illegally being smuggled into Piltover by the, uh, by the, what do you call them? The, um, the illegal enforcers, Marcus's illegal folks. That's the first time we saw them show up. So it wasn't a robbery. They were there to destroy the shit that's destroying their city so that it doesn't become more prolific. Uh, so no, they, they actually were not thieves. <laughs> now I'm not, and that's not to say that they may not have stolen from the people of Piltover. It feels as if unless you're a criminal, you're not getting anywhere in Piltover so, or in the Undercity. And I don't hear any, like when they've said they've taken down shipments, it's always been that. So no, no they're not bad guys. <laughs> they really are the good guys. There is no robbing. Derek, I'm not with you. Uh, I, I, I get what you mean that we didn't get as much character development, but I think because we didn't, because I think we're not going to get a big, I just have a feeling the characters that really got a lot this season may not get as much next season. I think we were setting up so much uh, of kind of like an origin and then it's kind of go from there. I think Echo plays a bigger role. So that means that we don't need to, especially if you already know you have a second season i think more and more shows particularly with netflix are like look we want three seasons of this at least <laughs> or there's a good indication like this is what we have set up um but it, it the way the which the story unfolded to me it's because these people have a much bigger role to play and this is just not the the part or the time they needed to play it it's kind of like someone made a comment of there needs to be more queer representation like they only tiptoed around it and i'm like well no okay uh i think that two people getting to know each other and kind of your point they just met 24 hours ago i think that is strong attraction and affection for each other uh over a few couple of days but it didn't need to go any deeper because it wasn't there yet so I thought telling an actual genuine possibly love story which it probably will be and in a slow burn is that that's worth something as well <laughs> versus oh my god I needed to see much more action uh to to make it apparent that's the character's sexuality but I don't also think that a sexuality should be the point front and center of a show uh <laughs> uh i don't like i love ships in a show it doesn't need to be the entire show and i've said that on other shows where i even get it too much i'm like yeah i don't need this i need more focus on the story <laughs> and i love the ship in the show so i'm weird like that um what the same about mel I think we got all from Mel that we needed to get from Mel. I glad that you felt the same. We can agree on the whole Mel situation. Like I wanted to love her, but quite frankly, she was a little weak sauce. <laughs> she kept talking about, I want to change the world. Well, bitch, do something because you really ain't did that much. I loved Mrs. Madarda. You know why? Because it's a... Uh, it makes you uncomfortable, but it's exactly why it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. She's using her femininity in a way that men would use it uh, in her position of power. And a lot of women actually have done this in history. And that's how they get so many men to follow them is because of uh, assimilating to some of those same uh, actions. It's actually, in African culture, a lot of queens would take multiple husbands because that's what the king would do so i i really respected it on a history <laughs> side um to to showcase that type of uh that type of power that type of privilege and to see it coming from a black woman felt even more empowering Heimerdinger totally let everything in the Undercity happen. And so, yeah, I'm with you on that. Kept trying to... It's like, yeah, you... This is the thing. If people are going to do dumb shit and you know that it's coming, you can't... You can't stop change. But you can... It's the same thing with Avasarala and Nancy Gao. You 
stuck you wanted your way so bad that you were unwilling to compromise even though you weren't there to try to uh to ease this in with some of your uh compromise you you have to be there to protect as well as to coddle you can't just be like no because i said so well you know that doesn't work every parent knows that doesn't work um and who knows what could have happened if avasarala and nancy gal were on the same page we could have traversed these ring worlds we could have discovered the threat to it we could have investigated it you could have listened when I said there's a threat to all of humankind, but you burn those bridges, no matter how many people try to defend uh, Christian against Nancy, they will never rationally look at that situation as it was. She was naive, but she's also the future. What did you expect? Billions of people that are starving and have no life prospect are going to be scared of an alien world? I know. <laughs> We're not. We're really not. Uh, the matches is outside of Piltover. They did make mention of the fact Piltover was the one city that was established to kind of step away from the matches. So I think that um, we just haven't seen the, the larger world. And that's why we haven't seen any more matches. But Derek is right. It is called Arcane, the, the type of magic they use. I remember seeing that. And last but not least, uh, the werewolf guy had a kid. So I think that he was an adult or he at least was a teenager. But I thought he was adult. But I guess, I don't know. But yeah, I do have the indication that a lot of these, um, which is the sad situation of the Undercity, is that it's now a city of orphans as the adults are no longer, you know, they're no longer around. They're invested in crime. You saw those kids working at the factory. So this is the world Silco has created in the last five years, which is rather sad. And once again, why I can't give him much of any credit. <laughs> He's a villain, a villain I understood and got, but a villain nonetheless. And Jinx is his, is his protege. And that is where we're going to conclude this podcast. <laughs> what will be replacing uh, Arcane? Actually, not sure. I know Utopia comes out next week. I believe so. So that'll be on the calendar. Uh, the Stranger is also what I just added on. And I think that's about... There's Mindhunter, Vikings Valhalla uh and southland and then we're going to be doing rick and morty as a prn podcast uh i know that mimi kind of tapped out wasn't that interested into it but jimmy macrum is now watching it and i love jimmy macrum so i will probably just whatever uh i already talked to shy about it whenever she watches two episodes that's when i'll do a podcast on it um, we'll also be having Suspicion join at the end of the month, which is the Apple TV show. And then Moon Knight, of course, that's Disney Plus on the 31st. So if you want to send any feedback for those shows, blackocouch.gmail.com. You can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black magic. <laughs>